Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. All right, Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and our new addition to the show, Patrick Rivers from Three Days Under. There you guys. Thanks for having me. Or thanks for bringing yeah. me on. No, thanks for. Yeah, we don't. We don't need the opening. We got Patrick Rivers. We don't need that opening anymore. We got we Patrick Rivers into the Rock Salt family. They yeah. Guess. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you, were, you were like the redheaded stepchild there for a bit, but now uh, you're full fledged. Oh no, I'm still treated yeah. that way. Don't get me wrong. People didn't see what happened before we went live. So. Yeah. <laughs> You so, know, we just uh, need someone with hair, without gray hair, on the yeah, show. Yeah. Well, no, oh, you, you know what right it really, here, you know what it really was, Patrick. We needed a good-looking uh, Aquaman-looking dude to bring the <laughs> women in. You okay, know, I forget that Jason Momoa. That's his name. I couldn't remember his name. So I'm, I'm yes. like the Jason Momoa if you ordered from Wish. <laughs> yeah. Did you, Did you watch? Did you watch WrestleMania and see who won? No, I didn't. No, yeah, I didn't either. You showed us your little wrestling doll. Oh, Roman Reigns won it. Roman Reigns, I guess, won something. Wow. Oh, you know, the big let the big dog eat. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. I saw Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania, and I think he was fighting Brock Lesnar, who's just massive. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. I know it's all scripted and everything, but those guys are athletes. They got to pull yeah. that off. They take a beating every night the way they do. Yeah, they're athletes, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't care if you want to call you it. Fall down and, and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I'd be running around like, please don't hit me. Hey, do you have a bird loose in your house or what? Man? <laughs> hey. What? Hey, uh, um, if you're listening to Rock Salt you guys Express for the first time, um, or watching, or whatever it is, um, thank you for listening. Um, we've added Patrick Rivers to the show. Uh, he's going to be on as much as possible. Um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, the podcast, the Musecast version is on Spotify. The podcast version is on your favorite um, podcast platform. And you can reach us at rocksaltradio at gmail.com. And be sure to check out Three Days Under on Spotify also. Um, and all the intensive uh, YouTube podcast with uh, Dan Streety and our own Patrick Rivers. So that. So. See, but, we're claiming um, you as our own now, Patrick. Yeah. See how that works nice. out. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we're, if you're like wondering about the sound, um, uh, we're recording this over Zoom. Um, we're we're getting some recording stuff fixed. A recording board fixed. We're having so, technical oh, difficulties, and yeah. uh, my board has a hardware problem that yeah. is very easy to fix if you can find the parts. Yeah. So again, and so so but, we're we're looking for parts. So we're what uh, kind of like scotch taping this thing together. Yes. The now. audience wants more. Thank you. And so we're we're trying to give it more. Uh, recently, we did an interview with uh, Dan Rivers' buddy, Dan Streety. Dan Rivers' uh, buddy. You're now yeah. Dan. Hey, Pat, you're now Dan. 
not Dan, not Dan Rivers. Oh, I'm sorry. The one and only Bread for Wars, Dan Street. Oh, man. <laughs> what a coincidence. So we did an interview with uh, uh, Dan Street. Uh, it was a great interview. And uh, so we'll at the end of this break, we're going to be playing it for you. And so. Well, he's a scumbag, so, so you're not going to get much. But, <laughs> Oh, man. I only uh, say that because I'm going on tour with him in, in three weeks. So Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Is, is that called We Won't Get Any Sleep Turf? We're not going to get any sleep turf? That's exactly what it's called. You know, we Aaron's – We're going to be broke at the end of this tour. Sure enough. Aaron's got, uh, Aaron's got big plans for Chains Unchained where um, – uh, Aaron and I, along with just about every band that we can get, are just going to party all night. That's Aaron's plan. <laughs> hey, well, we'll be up for it. Okay. No, I, 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 whoa, 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 we're not going to party. Well, we're gonna, you know. Uh, holy rolling prayer meeting, you know. <laughs> that, that's a Christian party right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. We can call it a party. Don't let the world oh, have that, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey well, let's, let's put it this way. Um, the, the holy water is going to be flowing. Am I out of line? <laughs> it's just a joke. You're going to have Dave over there sucking down the baptistry with a bag <laughs> on straw. It's like, what's the, yeah. oh, it's the holy water. It's flowing for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's not going to be that kind of party going on. But yes, uh, Aaron, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I have my uh, intentions for Chains Unchained. They are all good intentions. So don't be afraid, Dan. Um, yeah, but uh, so. yeah, I want to get out and hang with the bands, and and uh, honestly, I just want to meet everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. So, hey, this break has gone on too long. Here's our interview with Dan Streety from Breath of War on the Rock Salt Newscast Experience. Hey, this is P Funk, bass player for Faithhead, and you're listening to Rock Salt. But I don't really understand why it's called Rock Salt because they're not making any ice cream, so don't expect anything good. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. I'm a little out of sorts, Aaron. And there in the corner is Dan Streety. I don't even have a yeah. studio audience for you. My board just <laughs> it decided it wasn't going to wake up today. So I, I, yeah. we're out of sorts and we're doing this all on the Zoom call. So how you doing, Dan? I'm good. I'm better than I deserve. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I, I I was expecting the full flak jacket today. <laughs> I'm actually in my bus at the lake right now. My oh, you, oh, you don't wear the flak jacket out at the lake? Kayaking. <laughs> What's that? When I'm kayaking, I'll wear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want you getting hurt out there. Um, you were you were in the military, right? I'm gonna get to everything. But you were in the military, right? I was not. I missed the military. My oh, son you did. Oh, I thought you were in the military. Okay. So um, I thought like you and and uh, uh, Patrick were like, you know, serving together and everything. <laughs> no, no, we didn't serve together. I uh, I missed I missed right before uh, 9-11. I went to join and they said, you're too fat. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they are kind of picky like that. I, yeah. I don't know how they make it in today's woke world. <laughs> yeah, man, let me tell you right now, but 
I joined uh, June of 2001 and the recruiter said, you're, you're too heavy. Your BMI is too much. And then I said, you know, I was a knucklehead. I said, ah, forget it. I'm leaving. So I left and I mean, I'm not, I was built just like I am now. And, uh, this, this right here, that's fat. (laughs) I'm not getting in. Okay. (laughs) So September 11th happened and then all of a sudden they're blowing up my phone. Hey man, we'll take you now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a little late to that party, brother. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it should have had me when you had the chance. You know what I say about my gut is, you know, most women like a six pack on a guy, but I got a keg. And what would you rather have at a party, a six pack or a keg? Oh, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're in Bread for War. If anybody who's listening doesn't know, uh, you're in a little band called Bread for War and you're doing a big uh, festival too, right? In July. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, something that I personally put together with another guy, uh, Wayne Nail, and for Next Level Promotions, that's our little side company deal we throw, and uh, this will be our fifth year for Chains Unchained, so yeah, it's going to be a big deal this year. It's looking like it's going to sell out, so I'm, I'm nice. super. Nice, and um, uh, uh, I mean, you got a great lineup on this thing, too. Sick, dude, this lineup is stacked. It's our heaviest year by far. Yeah. Uh, some of the some of the bands are, of course, Bread for War and yeah. uh, Pat Patrick Rivers, a little band. Yeah, we're throwing uh, three days under a bone. So we're going to throw them on. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so uh, you got a pending doom, if I get that correctly. Pending doom and wage war are co-headlining Saturday night. OK. Nice. And then, and then uh, Who's Friday night's headliner? Friday night's headliner is Convictions. Okay, yeah. So. And and don't you have a don't you have a, a one of the San Antonio bands on like Saving Jackie or? Yep, Saving Jackie. Yeah, Jackie on there. Um, we have Blue Fire Horizon out of Wisconsin. We have, of course, Three Days Under out of Kentucky. We have Brotality, which if you guys haven't heard Brotality, holy cow, these kids are high school kids out of new york um yeah i mean i don't have the list in front of me but yeah it's it's stacked there's 15 bands and then of course bread for war we got to put ourselves on it every year you know when you're well when you're putting this much money and effort out <laughs> to throw a gig right you know and that's 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 the thing is uh um i think about it i don't know if anybody else does but you know we go to a pretty big festival out here in sacramento called aftershock and i think about it Every year that I go, I go, man, everything that must go into just putting on a f- festival, you know, you're getting all these bands together and you got to deal with all their schedules and all their people and all their egos. And, you know, I, I it's a, it's a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a great undertaking. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, here's the deal. We, we start thinking about it we start thinking about it in August every year. We put it together in July. We get done. We start thinking about it in August. We start taking the band submissions in November. And then from there, it's, you know, you have production, you have bands, you have band scheduling, you have, like you said, the egos that come with it. I'm very particular about the bands that I put on this show because we're a ministry, number one. 
And, you know, of course, faith based. I want good bands who are professional, number two, but I don't want the egos. I mean, there's a lot of bands we've had, we've played with all over the place that I'm just like, I know those guys personally. I know how they are behind the scenes. I'm good. But everybody that we've ever had at, at Chains Unchained has gone through some sort of vetting process. Either we know the guys, we've played with them on the road, or I've spoke with them and, you know, felt them out, or we've had referrals from other guys and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I'm uh, this is my baby, and I'm really protective of, of this festival. And, yes, it gets very expensive because guys travel. I mean, and gas right. is not so. Yeah. Oh, not nowadays, especially, you know, uh, by the way, you know, watch out for that band faith head. They got huge a- egos. They can't fit their heads in the door. Yeah. Now you're, you're doing a what? Two weeks, two weeks tour with uh faith head and uh, three days under. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I booked that tour. We, uh, we all play together. We, I'm, we've known each other for years and yeah. we've never, played lots of festivals and stuff like that but i threw that together and said hey guys what would you think about touring and uh that was back in october we kicked it around and everybody was like yeah let's do it so faith head three days under a little two-week run and that's going to start the 14th of may in ohio in dayton ohio cool yeah that's a great show that's a good lineup man i'd love to see uh faith head and uh, bread for war and, and three days under that, that's a good night let's uh let's throw a show out in sacramento man I've let's got, make oh, it happen I, I, we, love got the, we got the venue for you it's called goldfields that will we just, gotta, just gotta make it happen or even that yeah. place out in vacaville uh aaron where the guy said he wants to put on shows every week yes true every month yeah, yeah. and so how, how did bread for war start i know you've probably been asked that different interviews but our listeners how, how did this all start for you i grew up in the metal scene in southern california i grew up in pomona california and then eventually when my early 20s i moved to sacramento and i lived in sacramento for a while and i was just running wild man far from god and eventually i wound up moving out to missouri in the middle of nowhere and let me tell you man i live i live in the country i got a little five acre plot there's nobody out here. But what had happened was when I was 31 years old, I'd overdosed uh, for the last time I wound up in the hospital. And when I came out of the coma, came out of the hospital, um, I checked myself into a one-year faith-based recovery program and stayed. I had nothing. You know, I lost everything. Long story short, um, people started telling me about God. People started telling me about Christian music, Christian metal. And so I graduated the program and a couple of years later, I'm scrolling through Craigslist, man, believe it or not. And there's some band, I've been drumming for 25 years at this time. There's some band looking for a front man. And I was like, I cannot sing, but I will try to drum. So I go to this, <laughs> I walk in thinking I'm going to take the drumming position, how arrogant of me. And uh, they go, no, 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 we need a front man. I give it a shot. I'm the fourth guy. They said, you're the dude. And from then on out, let's, let's go. And and God took over from there, man. And so that was seven years ago. And here we are just screaming and yelling at people and having a ball. Is that, was that the same band? Same band. Same? Oh, wow. Wow. I thought you were going to tell me it was a different band. And then you, you, you liked the, uh, being the front man and you started your own. No, but isn't no, it, no. isn't it crazy how 
uh, things, if you look back uh, upon life, how things fall into place, you know, hindsight 2020 and everything, but you can see what was going on, you know, and uh, uh, it's like God said, you're a drummer, but you're not a drummer. We're going to make you a front man. Oh, we're going to do this and that. And you don't know what the plan is. You just, you're along for the ride. Yeah, dude, it's, it's weird because like we were talking earlier about me being in the military, I had my chance. I was going to sign for 20 and I was ready to go, but God's like, no, you're not going to go. September 11th happened. I don't join the military. I stumble, stumble, stumble for the next however many years until I wind up where I'm at now. And it's just, it's, it's odd looking back, kind of just stopping for a second and see how God was like, you're not going to do this, this, or this. You're going to be screaming and yelling at people. And I remember when I was in that faith-based program, this older lady walks up to me and she just looks at me and she goes, you're going to be speaking in front of people one day um, and, and preaching to them. And I'm like, you're nuts. You're crazy. Yeah. I don't like talking to people, you know, and uh, she goes, no, you're going to, you're not going to be a pastor, but you're going to be speaking in front of large crowds. And I just kind of took it for what it was in one ear out the other kind of thing, but it never left my mind. And now looking back, I'm like, it's kind of prophetic. And here I am, right. hundreds and sometimes a thousand people telling them about God and, and just in and, and my heart and, and what he's done. And here we are. It's just, it's amazing to me kicking, you know, sitting back going, wow. Sometimes you got to bump your head for so many years until God can get you ironed out and then go, now, yeah. now you and I have well, even even if even with, I should say, um, you know, the uh, the overdosing or, or, you know, whatever anybody's history is, it's almost like God went, OK, well, I'm going to let him go for a little bit and make these mistakes and learn from it. And we're going to come back. To, it's like putting the, the pie in the oven. It's like, I'll come back in 20 minutes and see how it's doing, you know? I definitely had to bake for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Longer yeah. than 20. <laughs> yeah. But, so now you got this little band bread for war and um, you've been doing that for seven years. You said. Yeah. 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 Seven years. And I mean, it's, we don't do this full time. We just, I mean, we all have normal jobs, wives, kids, stuff like that. Right. Right. But uh, is there, is there, any over the last seven years i mean is there any one particular you know live that you touched or something like that someone came up to you after a show and just went wow uh you know my life has changed or that ever happened it happens all the time but here's the cool part over seven years i've got story after story and i'm not going to bore you with them but god has done it not us I want to, I, I just want to reiterate that it's never about us, but there was one that sticks out to me in particular. I mean, I've seen my son come to the Lord. I've seen countless kids, countless people, uh, just last weekend, there was countless people walking up and just crying on the altar at a heavy metal show in Branson, Missouri, because we just shut it down and gave an altar call. But last, um, this one that, that really sticks out to me, we played in Pittsburgh and, we played with a satanic band inside of a bar or a club up there and we played before them. They played behind us when they were done, we were loading out and putting our stuff in the bus or in the alleyway. It's starting to rain. You know, it's like a, like a, a scene from a movie almost. We're all inside the bus getting ready to leave and we hear tap, tap, tap 
on the door, open the door, and there's this kid standing out there. Well, it's the good guitar player for that satanic band. He asked if he can come in. He comes in, he starts crying. He goes, you know what? What you guys said from the stage really impacted me. I grew up in church, fell away, and here I am playing guitar for this band. He wants to rededicate his life to the Lord. So we do it right there in the bus. And I said, hey, man, now you have to go and do something with what it's been given you because you can't actively be in this band and serve God. It's one or the other. He goes, okay, kind of brushes it off. And on he goes, we take off. Two years later, we're on tour. We're down in Houston, Texas. And guess who walks into this club? That kid. That kid walks in there and sober. He's in a Christian band. He's going to church. He's on the worship team. He's doing all these fantastic things. He walks in there and just walks right up, gives us this huge hug and says, thank you. Now, the reason why I say that is because in bands, we travel all over the world or all over the country and we just sow seed and we never get to see the fruit grow. And what happened that day is I got to see the fruit of something that happened two years prior. Incredible to me, man. So that one really, really sticks out to me. That's awesome, man. And uh, I, I mean, do you keep in touch with him anymore? I mean, is, is he still doing the band thing? or Still doing the band thing. This is uh, last year when we were in Houston, Texas on tour. So still keep in touch with them. I, caught, I was keeping in touch with them that whole time. Uh, just, you know, how you do maybe once every couple months. Just, hey, bro, how you doing type thing. But to see him walk in and just completely different, like his countenance, his face, everything. He looked wow. healthy. You know, you're just like, wow, man, you don't normally get to see that, you know? Yeah. You and Aaron, people, uh, what's that? But you get to lead people to Christ, but then you usually split. Right. And, you know, you don't hear from him again. That's why I was asking. Do you still yeah. keep in contact? And Aaron, I'll bet you didn't know uh, that person was John Cooper Skillet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's that? What's that, uh, Dan? <laughs> um well aaron will you want to do a, a bread for war song here yeah we're gonna do one yes all right wait you know what we're doing uh one of their best hits okay <laughs> no. No, not, <laughs> you know it's been a busy week hey what what yeah, so. uh what what's your favorite tune that uh bread for war plays dan i have two that one's caveat and it's about veteran suicide and the other one is called apathy and it's about child trafficking. Oh, some deep <laughs> subjects, man. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, here we go with either caveat or what was the other song? Apathy. Apathy. All right. Caveat or apathy on rock salt musicast experience. <laughs> Hello everyone. This is Chris from the last trumpet. You're listening to rock salt musicast experience with Dave and Aaron. Rocksaw Musecast Experience, Aaron and Dave. And uh, uh, as I said earlier, I'm out of sorts because the board went down. We're doing it all on Zoom call. And I'm, I'm just like totally out of my element, Dan. I, 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 I've lost my track, my backing tracks. <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> on stage. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, see, he gets it, Aaron. He gets yes, it. he does. <laughs> 
but this is what you do when you lose your backing tracks when you lose your board you you improvise and you make it work because the show must go on right you you That's break right. out the acoustic guitar yeah see you know you do the acoustic <laughs> thing oh my gosh oh yeah you're not a fan of the acoustic stuff either are you you know, there's a time and place for it, but if your tracks go down and that's your go-to move, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was never in a band, so, you know, uh, um, you know what's funny? It's really throwing me off, Aaron, is Dan's video is lagging behind him speaking, so he's just sitting there smiling while I'm listening to him speaking, and then when he's saying nothing, he's he's talking. <laughs> so, uh, uh anyhow uh yeah i was never in a band so i i don't i don't know those you know what happens if this happens on stage i mean what's one of the what's one of the worst things that's happened to you on stage dan holy cow okay um i've had my mics go down and stuff like that but my bass player fell off the stage one time wow our player fell off the stage another time my bass player fell through the stage like like the but he fell away all the way up to his chest and he was sitting there still playing bass looking around trying to figure out how to get <laughs> that's, oh, like that, uh, that's like that spinal tap scene where the the bass player stuck in the pod have you seen spinal tap dan yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm talking about and the bass player stuck in the pod and he's just sitting there playing bass and they're banging on the pod with hammers and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've played, we, we, we try to break something every show. Perfect. <laughs> That's the way it should yeah. be. Uh, you know, I saw um, way back, uh, early 90s, I saw uh, what was a great show at the time. It was a, a Poison Bullet Boys and Slaughter. And... Um, at the same time, I was out in Reno, and the same time that uh, that was going on, David Coverdale and Jimmy Page were recording the Coverdale Page album up the street from where the show was being played. So, um, Brett Michaels, and I got this story from uh, Dana Strum from Slaughter, but also a couple other people that were backstage. Uh, I was at the show, but Brett Michaels... Uh, pushed for David Coverdale and Jimmy Page to come out and do the encore with them. And they didn't want to do it. And they were there just to hang out and see the show. But uh, they did it anyways. And, and Jimmy Page strapped up with one of Brett's guitars and came out and started playing some Led Zeppelin song and walked directly off the stage. It was like a, uh, it was like a Wiley Coyote cartoon where he steps off the side of the cliff and he hangs there for a second and then he goes straight down. Yeah, that's what it was for Jimmy Page. And uh, he was not happy. You could see he was not happy. And uh, apparently he bruised his ribs and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, well, I don't know anybody that falls off the stage and are happy, Dave. Yeah, no, he was, uh, no, like, well, but on the other hand, I, I saw Offspring and um, his mic went down. And he continued singing the song into the mic, but you couldn't hear him. So there you go. Obviously, he's not lip syncing. And uh, it went on for like almost a whole song. And that's where um, I don't think I have a big ego or anything, but that's where my ego would kind of take over. And I'd be really upset and yelling at the, the sound guy. Um, 
but he did it really professionally. He just sang the whole thing. And, uh, you know, they took a little break in between the songs and came back and finished it. Didn't even acknowledge that it happened. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dan, you said your two favorite songs are Apathy or two of your favorite or Apathy and Caveat. Uh, who does the writing for most of your work? You're the band. Uh, as far as lyrics, it's me. And then, okay. of course, the, the music. Okay. So what's what's the collaborative uh, input on on new material? Is it like you write down the lyrics and you bring it in and and uh, uh, you know I don't know the rest of the guys in the band, uh, but one of the guys in the band goes, oh, I got a good lick for that, or check out this riff and we can put it to that. Is that the way it works, or how does it come together? How does the song come together for you? We live we live about 180 miles from one another. So um, getting together in the room, it, we all come in with ideas. Usually I have an idea for the for a song, and I'll approach the band and throw it out there. But for the most part, the two brothers, uh, Bill and Justin, will hammer out some licks, throw down some drums, throw down some guitar. They'll work it out, and then when they have it 70% finished, they'll kick it over to our bass player. Our bass player will get some ideas and then they'll kick it over to me. And when it's, when it's getting to be kind of a song, we'll go inside the studio and, or the, the, you know, recording rubber we're rehearsing at the time and I'll throw lyrics on it. And then from there it just builds. Um, but I mean, being so far away from one another, it's, you know, you have three months, four months before you see the guys again. Right. And then when we, there it's you know we hammer them out we don't play around you know it's pretty yeah. much the music's pretty much put together at least three quarters of the way before i even get in there with lyrics wow and then maybe i kick ideas back and forth and go hey change that move this let's do that what about this and then it becomes a song but it's very collaborative right i mean it's all of you guys with input it's we're four equal partners with no outside uh, influences. So it's four guys, right? Their parts and everybody. Dude, I've never been in a band that has been this simple and this good and this tight ever. I mean, everybody gets along. Everybody's wiser on board. There's no drama. There's no frustration. We've never fought. It's just, man, it's so easy. Yeah. To be in yeah. And that's a nice situation, too. You know, and uh, uh, not saying that it ever would, but man, if you ever had somebody that suddenly started bringing drama and you could need to weed that out real fast, because if you got a beautiful situation where everybody's getting along and it's working for you, um, you don't need something like that to drag you down. Yeah, I mean, I would I would go on tour with these guys just to hang out and not play. I mean, we all we get along so well. We have so fun beautiful thing like you said so there's no no drugs there's no drinking there's no mess around on each other's why there's none of that crap that comes with being in a band i mean we have very when it comes to uh you know anytime we go anywhere inside of the club we go two by two for allow on the bus there's that's absolutely you know we have very strict rules when it comes to that well you know uh I guess Bread for War is not the band for me because uh, uh, I, if I'm in a band, I'm all about doing drugs and drinking and 
fooling around with other people's wives. I mean, I thought that was what it was about, brother. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes, of course. Making jokes. Uh, there are Christian bands that are doing that. Trust me. Um, oh, don't get me started, Dan. Oh, you know man. What? You know what? You, me, and uh, uh, Aaron and um, Rivers. Yeah. We need to have a talk about that one. That's some good subject matter right there because I have all kinds of feelings about that. And you know, I, I, it's interesting that you bring that up because this popped into my head right at the beginning of our interview. And I don't know why, but here it is. Um, everybody going on about Dave Mustaine being a Christian now. Have you heard this? Dave Mustaine from, from Megadeth is now a Christian. Yeah. Okay. I do not ever question uh someone's faith okay that's not my place okay if you say you are so be it you are um although you know what's what's that uh what's that verse you'll know a man by you should know them by their fruit thank you um i you know i don't know megadeth is is its own entity it's like going to a job and I don't work for a Christian job. You, you feel me there? You know what I'm saying, right. Dan? But uh, at the same time, I don't, I haven't really seen anything from Dave going, Hey, you know what? I'm a changed person. He may have, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but what do you think about this? I seem to think that in this day and age, and I see it ramping up, in this day and age, that it is almost becoming, in in a band sense, the chic thing to do to call yourself a Christian band. Okay, here's what I think about all that. I've seen uh, on interviews being open Christian. He's not playing certain songs because of the lyric content that used to be in it. Um, but here, like you said, Megadeth is not a Christian band. He is a Christian. Breaking Benjamin is not a Christian band. There are Christians in the band. Corn is not a Christian band. There are Christians in the band. When you go to a Corn concert, a Megadeth concert, a Breaking Benjamin concert, you are going to get what you paid for. You're going to get a performance from a non-Christian band. When you go to a Bread for War show, we're openly Christian. You are going to get ministered to. There is no, there's no, nothing about, nothing that's not going to happen. Now, these Christian, to flip it on you, these other Christian bands that fly the flag of Christianity, they will literally water it down to sell tickets, to sell merch, to sell CDs. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about the gospel. God's my provider, not a man. And there, are, there are literally there are bands that are doing that, that'll, that'll say that they're a Christian band, and then they won't, they won't say a thing about Christ. They'll go off stage. They'll drink, they'll cuss, they'll do all these all these secular, worldly things, but they will not carry themselves as a Christian. So which that's a wolf in clothing to me. Yeah. So well, you know, I uh, uh, Aaron and I were at a festival uh, a few years back, and um, Aaron saw me visibly angry, and uh, you know, he was like trying to calm me down, like this is not. And I'm not saying that you were downplaying it, but that this was not something for me to be this angry about because it wasn't my business. But um, I was really angry 
that we had just watched his band and I don't remember who, who it was, but we had just watched his band. They were young guys. And, uh, uh, when they got off the stage, um, they were out there flirting with the girls, the teenage girls. And I went, this is, this is just wrong. This is wrong. This is not what we're all here for. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you're a Christian flying the flag of Christianity, you're held to a higher standard. I think and so too. Me, we're under a microscope. We're under a microscope. We really are. What I say, what I do, how I judge people, all that stuff. I'm under a microscope. And that's half the reason why we don't want girls on the bus because we've had women who, who work for radio stations and stuff like that. And they want to go to a place where they can interview the whole band. Well, we always say, if they want to come on the bus, we always say, no, we have to go somewhere else. And they kind of look at us kind of weird. And we're like, it's not about you. And it's not about us. It's about the eyeballs. that are going to watch you walk off this bus after we just did an interview. And it's to abstain from the appearance of evil. So it's going to look really weird. If some girl walks off this bus and I'm laughing, walking off behind her. And I just did an interview and the whole world just saw me doing it. It's just, I just don't put right. myself in that position. And like right. you just said, you were watching, band off stage and what they were doing going this is wrong they shouldn't have put themselves in that position exactly exactly um i, I mean i could make a really bad joke there but i'm I, it angers me so much that uh i'm not even going to make the joke because i don't want to i want i don't want to downplay that side of it but um and you know just as a rock and roll standard we all know that crazy things happen on tour buses. I'm not saying it happens on your tour bus, but uh, we've all heard the rock and roll stories of, of you know, uh, excess on tour buses. Um, so what I'm getting at, though, is so that tour bus is always a symbol of that debauchery. And if you're rolling out, Dan, with some, you know, woman that's not your wife out of the tour bus of course someone's gonna start to go well what what's going on there right <clears throat> and here's like bread for war is the minute we're about ministry we're about salvation so if some kid is watching this happen his salvation might be on the line because he's judging me i don't want to hear anything Dan has to say, I just saw what Dan just did. His salvation's online. And I see a kid and I hold a standard that's higher than everybody else. Oh, we're losing Dan. Around me. And that kid sees her so about this Christ. And then I get to introduce him to, to Christ. It was all because of the things that happened up until that point, including not letting that girl on the bus, including not drinking, including not cussing. Thus, his salvation hangs in the balance and that's very serious yeah well and uh, aaron who was that politician was it mike pence that would not do an interview or anything without his wife present was that yeah, mike, was pence? Mike pence. yeah mike pence yeah yeah uh and you know the media was like making fun of him and 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 skewering him over this and i went what's the problem with this the guy wants to be transparent I mean, he wants to be transparent. That's really what it comes down to. And isn't that what we want from our politicians is to be transparent? This dude's being transparent. He says, I don't go and put myself in situations where anyone can say that something uh, happened that shouldn't have. Yeah. Why is this a problem? 
Yeah, exactly. Because uh, to tell you, God comes first. My marriage, my wife is number two. My band's way down here. So my most important thing next to God is my wife and what my wife thinks and what everybody else sees. That's the, that's way before a band. So I'm not, I don't care what people think <laughs> about me not having women on the bus and not doing interviews off to the side with some girl. My wife's way more important than anything that has right. to do with. Right. Well, would you, well, would you we get, have... hey, hang on, hang on, Aaron. Would you get up and slap uh, an Academy Award host for your <laughs> wife <laughs> on live TV? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, if we had more people that that um, wonder what God thought of them more than others, you know, other people thought of them, this world would be a whole lot better place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, too. You know, um, yeah. you know, all the hey, the instruction book is right there. It's got two words printed on it. It's called the Holy Bible. It's got to install the instructions you need for life. They're right in there. It's kind of thick. Yeah, it's going to take some more time to make it through it. But what I'm getting at is how you treat others and how you should handle some of life's situations. The instruction manual is right there. The right way to do it is right there. And if everybody you know, just followed the golden rule. Even if you're, we're not a Christian, if everybody just followed the golden rule, what a better place this would be. Yeah. I mean, everything God says, I mean, it's in red letters all the way down to two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart and spirit and neighbor as yourself. Everything else hangs on those two things and love. It's all love. First Corinthians 13. It's all love. Love is very, patient it's the first fruit of love that's the part per, that's probably the part people get hung up the most on is love is very patient well people aren't patient therefore they're not in love so right it's like you can go on and on through the rest of the chapter but nobody can ever get past that first part and back to what you said about um what people think don't take this the wrong way but i don't care what anybody thinks about me yeah because yeah, how you what God thinks. Yeah, yes. you guys love you guys to death. You didn't cross for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this yeah. is our last interview with uh, Dan. Is what uh, Dan's <laughs> saying there, Aaron? <laughs> hey, hey, Dan. As we close this, uh, thank you for coming on. I know Absolutely. we've been trying to schedule this for a while. And you're taking, I know you're at the lake with your wife and you're taking time for us. And we really appreciate that. Um, Bread for War is on Instagram, Facebook. Um, there's still Chains Unchained tickets left. There are um, very few VIPs. I think eight. Okay. Okay. And a few Chains Unchained tickets left. About, we're a little over halfway sold. And okay. That's really great. I, yeah. You know. And, and we'll so, be there too. Yes. Yeah. I've got, can't out. wait for it. I've got you two holds sitting back for Patrick. So it's happening. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. 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 We're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. And so. All but, right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Dan, we're going to play apathy. We're going to play apathy here. 
Okay, we're gonna play Apathy and uh, Red for War. You, you're on all the socials, right? We're on all the socials. <laughs> uh, go to www.redfor.com and yeah. there's on there. We take 10% of everything that we sell um, and we give it to a veteran in need at the end of the year. We've done that since the beginning of the band. So that's just what we do. Um, we're not about us, we're all about Christ. So yeah, we don't charge nice. anything. So let's let's make something happen in California. We're due. Yeah, okay. let's okay. let's okay. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get together and make that happen. Because that would, oh man, if we could even get like uh, all three of your bands out here, you know, Bread for War and Three Days Under and and uh, Faithhead. Man, we'll we'll contact that guy in Vacaville. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll get him in North California. I think that's your probably your yeah. best bet, Darren. Is, yeah, uh, and so shoot that over to the guy in Vacaville. So yeah. Hey, 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 thank Dan. Thanks, Dan, for coming on. And this is the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Word 66, and you are hanging out with the dynamic duo, David Aaron, on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron and Dave and Patrick. Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. That's uh ADP. Oh, you took no, the word yeah. out of my mouth. ADP? Yeah. That, that, isn't that where everybody gets their paychecks, ADP? Yeah, right there. <laughs> you guys get paid? Oh. Uh, well. We're supposed to say nothing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Left the camera the bag. Call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, triple nickels. Here it is. The, I'm out of sorts, man, because I don't have my board, so I can't play any music. Or yeah, nothing. I know. So I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm very uncomfortable. All right, our first topic here, Biden's um, cognitive abilities. Here, let me help you out, Aaron. Okay, there we go. Biden's cognitive abilities, and I'm not reading this, by the way. Biden's cognitive abilities have been called into question with um, not only this week, him turning around to shake hands with thin air. And uh, yes, I did see some people off to the side there, but he also turned around to the very back of him and looked around like, what, no one here? And uh, then let's not forget the Easter Bunny leading him around. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing so that Patrick, I have... Patrick, what do you have to say about that? The only thing that comes to mind is him looking around, hey, who pooped my pants? There's, <laughs> his, there's, who's, there's his cognitive oh. ability. I went there. Yeah, I mean, when the Easter Bunny has to show up and cut you off from what you're saying to the reporters, you know something <laughs> uh, something bad's up with old Peter Cottontail. It's like, hey, hey, come on. And, right. oh, and you forgot to mention, uh, Dave, when Jill says, Joe, you're supposed to, don't forget to what you're supposed to be waving, Joe. <laughs> Joe, wave. I, I heard that one yesterday, and I, I thought about it just as I had wrapped up what I was saying, so. Yeah, that three strikes in one week, man. They won't let me Not read. They they just won't let me read. Shut up, Joe. You're looking at C spot run. I'm calling <laughs> you out. <laughs> now, hey, do, do you, have you seen the video where he's trying to get Obama's attention? Oh, and Obama is ignoring him. Yeah, basically. He's yeah. like, just please, someone notice me. I'm the president. I'm the president. Notice me. Hey, it look. reminds me of a of a guy I used to you know see at concerts, and then I'll see at concerts now. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, and I'm like, keep walking, honey. 
Aaron, you've done that to me six times already, and I'm a little sick of it. Okay, I'm over that crap. Well, you know, bring it out here. Here's the other thing. You know, I saw another video. uh, Maybe it's the same one. Um, You know, a Biden standing next to Obama in a room, and everybody's rushing up to shake Obama's hand. Okay, and um, well, number one, that should tell you something right there. But I was thinking, you know. If I'm in the reception line and they say, hey, you got to meet one of these two. Who do you want to meet? I'm going for Obama. He's he's level-headed at least, and I'm going to, like, ask him a bunch of questions. Biden, on the other hand, he's not there. Look, Dave, if I'm in that reception line, I would leave my spot and go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat meet either one of them scumbags. Uh, well, let me let me throw in a, a kind of a side question here to you. You know, because we've seen this now. Um, you know, n- not to play uh, political futurism or you know whatever, but it, it looks like the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate. Um, are you in favor? I mean, of the Republicans impeaching biden because of his memory and and just not knowing what's going on is this one mine Uh, go ahead all right first of all let me say that uh when biden got elected uh i was not excited but there was a part of me that was excited because i went oh the jokes are going to be endless He's going to give us material like George Bush Jr. gave us. And he hasn't failed. He's done exactly that. Also, at the same time, shame on Jill Biden, the Democrats, and anybody that put this guy into power. Just on a human level, he is not up for the job. He's not up for the job. And shame on you for doing that to him. He knows he's not up for the job. Obama knew he was not up for the job, but Dan, there we are. Huh? Uh, Dan, what's your thought about this? Um, <clears throat> would I be upset with the Republicans if they had impeached the man? Um, yeah. Or do you think it's their responsibility to impeach him? I, I'm, I'm mad at the Republicans for not trying to impeach him for the Afghanistan debacle. Forget his mental, yeah. mental cognitive state. I mean, he's done so much before um, all these these flubs in the media have come about. I mean, he should have been peace long ago. And so, I mean, uh, that's where they should have been accountable. I mean, when you're leaving, well, leaving all the like billions of dollars of equipment in Afghanistan for your debate or your botched withdrawal from that, quote unquote, war. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they're surprised about him being led around by the Easter buddy. Come on. I mean, he shut down a pipeline yeah. day one that has caused stupid gas prices. How much is it there in California? I, I, it I, is no kidding. The Chevron, now they're a little more pricey, but the Chevron up at the corner from me is like at 569, 579. I went to Sam's Club and I paid 491 yesterday. And case in point, that dum-dum sitting there, uh, uh, the pretender-in-chief sitting behind that desk, 
talking about how, oh, I don't, it, it's all Putin, Putin, Putin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. No, actually, I'm not sorry. Dude, this, this, these problems were caused by you, not by, so um, he, I don't care about his cognitive ability. He should have been, been impeached for, uh, for things long before this rolled in. You're right. He should have been impeached for Afghanistan. Uh, if, if nothing else, for the loss of human life there, 12, 13 people. Um, and then yeah. you throw on top of it $80 billion in taxpayer money that uh, he just left on the ground out there. Think about I mean, it is those are my Marines that, that, that those are mine. I, I'm, I'm a former Marine and those are my Marines that he let get killed for his stupidity, for his negligence. Those are my brothers and my sisters who lost their lives over there. So if anybody out there sitting here th thinking, well, this guy's being a little hard on his president who, who he says he's former military, he's supposed to, re I respect the office, I don't respect the man, but those are my brothers well, I, who died on that line. So, well, let, let me just say one more thing. So, so the when the Republicans take control this January, they have a responsibility to the people of this nation to impeach Joe Biden. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yes, Jay? Yes. Okay. All right, let's move on here. A lighthearted <laughs> question this time. The long way to get those answers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I yes. could have gone on longer. I know you could have. You know, we try to, you know, keep this a little short. I know. Uh, um, so I, I sent a question to you guys. You guys are, you know, think back to when you're 18 years old. Money is no cost. What would have been the car you would have purchased when you were 18 years old um, back then? What would have been your car, Dave? Oh, you're going with me first on this one. All right. Um, you know, I had a wide variety of tastes in bad cars. I still do. Uh, <laughs> I still, honestly, this is the truth, Patrick. I still want to own a, a, a Pinto wagon with a bubble window. And I still want to own a Chevy Vega. Because I, okay. I like the way they look. No, those are oh. not my cars. But, okay. Um, and when I was 18, I would have um, a gone for something like a, a Fiero, which I did own. That was my second car. Or a Cadillac Alante, which I also own later in life. And um, while I love that car, it is one of the worst cars to own. All right, Patrick, where are we going at? One of my jobs when I was 18, I had a job helping this guy do pressure washing. And, um, and so we'd go and we'd pressure wash buildings and houses and uh, clean the crap off of them, you know. And in his garage, he had a 1976 uh, orange Stingray, Corvette Stingray. And I fell in love with that car from that day. And so that would be my car that I would want to own. Um, point blank, um, right there, 76 awesome. Stingray. 76. 76. T-top. The, the way she, oh, yeah, definitely. Dude. I mean, beautiful, the curves, just the way she would glide down the road. Oh, man. Now, did that have the catalytic converter on it? Or no, I did not believe it did. Ah, I see, that's, that's I, I, I don't know when they did that. I'm going to guess around 78, but. Let me just look it up, because you know what's going to happen? Some car head's going to get on here. This stupid, dumb, dumb, talking about the president. And then he turns around and says he doesn't have a catalytic. <laughs> he doesn't know nothing about nothing, eh? He doesn't know <laughs> when they put am I going to listen to him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did he ever let you drive it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
What's your first car you owned, Patrick? Um, what was it? A, a grand, a Pontiac Grand Prix, the boat. <laughs> what year? I, I don't even know what year. It was like a big 80, boat, though. Eighty-seven, maybe. Oh. But the thing was a boat, and it had those like weird shocks where you would just glide. You wouldn't bounce, but you it was a tank, and it was yeah. Great. I had a so I had a seven. It looked like I crawled straight out of the trailer park in my gray boat. <laughs> it's like okay. I had a 78 Coupe de Ville, and I know exactly what you're talking about when you talk about that suspension. It's a floaty boat ride types of type of suspension. Imagine yourself on a uh, on a boat ride where there are not violent waves, but you know, good, you know, up and down. That's like driving one of those big boats back then. So on you got my an answer for us, Patrick. On my quick search here, it's like 77 they started with the Cadillac. Right. That was a quick search. I didn't dig too deep, but there's your answer. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, yeah, so you would have beat the cat converter thing, and it would have right. still had some power. and Still sounded just mean. Ran on regular gasoline. Yes. Pollute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting five miles a gallon. Dollar five <laughs> a gallon. 77 <laughs> a gallon. Come on. <laughs> Hey. Oh, gosh, right. when I first started driving was like 86 cents a gallon. So yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break here, play some music, and we'll be right back to talk about my hero, Governor Ron DeSantis, and uh a problem he solved with Disney, I think. So we'll be right oh, back on the Rock Music Experience. I don't think it's solved, but okay. At least the cans uh, opened. No, the whoop ass can. This is Coffee Shop Keegan from Dead Set, and you're listening to Roxall Radio. Welcome back to the Roxall Music Experience. We're in the middle of triple nickels here, and uh, we're having some fun off the off the air. Um, but hey, if you're not following the show on YouTube, please do subscribe, like. It helps out all of us. Um, check out the podcast on Spotify and all your favorite podcast uh, platforms and the newscast version on Spotify exclusively. So, uh, but more importantly, thank you for uh, watching, listening, whatever you're doing. So, hey, uh, so we're going to get to our third topic and we're going to talk about my hero, my guy, Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, he took on Disney. And uh, I don't know if he's won yet. But he's clearly uh, not Disney down. They, they, they got a standing eight count Disney did. That they did. You know how mad the perverts over there in the mouse costume are? You know how <laughs> angry they are right now? <laughs> oh, very angry. You know, here, here's the thing. Uh, let's back up a little bit. I mean, if, okay. if you are living under a rock, uh, they put out this parental rights bill in Florida and don't um, say gay bill, right? Yeah, the liberals uh, quickly called it the don't say gay. The interesting thing about it is uh, that is nowhere listed in the bill at not at all. all. So that that's a lie. lie. I mean, that's not even a uh, oh, it's just a nickname we get. That's a flat out lie. Okay, so let's call it what it is. Uh, Disney CEO, the new one. 
quickly came out and said, look, we're, we're Disney. We're, a, you know, entertainment company. We don't get involved in politics. And then uh, the Disney uh, uh, employees, the woke employees uh, went out of their minds. So he, he changed course and uh, he turned his right decision or correct decision, put it that way, turned his correct decision into a bad decision because uh, they decided that five, six, seven-year-olds should be taught sex ed classes, essentially. I mean, let's- who's the, who's the lady that works for Disney that got on there and said, for the last X amount of years, I've intentionally put um, promoted transgenderism and homosexuality in our programming well, of what we put out? You know what I found funny about her? I saw that video. What I found found funny about her was she says at the beginning of the video that she was actually shocked that there wasn't uh, lesbian and transgendered characters in Disney shows. Oh, so what, you've never seen a Disney movie ever? I wasn't shocked by that. Right, yeah. And let me tell you something, as a five-year-old, I can't ever remember thinking to myself, gee, where well, are the transgenders in the rescuers? If we want to get down to brass tacks, I mean, Bambi kind of sounded like a girl. Or was that a girl deer? Was it a doe, a deer, a female deer? A <laughs> way to run. I mean, he could have been. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to cover all bases so not everybody's offended immediately. Hey, yeah. lots of people say it. Go woke, go broke. And you're seeing it play out right here um, because people don't care anymore. We don't care about uh, uh, getting off on this, the different subject. We don't care about anything anymore. Oh, that's not what we want. We'll move on to the next. That, that's the disposable society we've become. But what's interesting about all this is, is DeSantis said, okay, you want to stick your, your nose into the politics here and you want to help run the state because it's not just them with an opinion. It's them stepping in and uh, trying to leverage uh, uh, policy. So... He said, that's fine. Oh, look, we found a little thing here that uh, you got these tax breaks a long time ago. And uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're just not going to, that sunset a long time ago, we just let you keep it. Now we're going to, we're going to stop it. I tell you what, I, I, I hear it's going to cost them $500 million a year. Get them. Yeah. Here's and, the thing. And, and I know they make a lot of money. But any any business losing five hundred million dollars um, is going to fill in the pocketbook. Right. The, uh, the other thing that uh, nobody's really stopping to think about here is, uh, you know, like when Uber was getting upset about the gig sharing laws in California, they said, "Okay, well, we just won't service California anymore." Uh, Disney is not going to go. Okay, we're just going to close up the magic kingdom and bow out of florida They're, that's not happening because universal if they did studios, do that universal studios would go oh thank you yeah, there'll oh, be a bidding you. war between universal and and six flags for the property <laughs> i mean that's the truth so they he's got him he's got him there but um a story that i heard uh well not a story a um political expert i heard yesterday on kfbk said no, that's uh, a lie. you said political expert so I, it's already a lie dave well <laughs> no 
this political expert, he's pretty good. And I, I mean, anytime somebody labels expert on something, I always have a question mark, but this guy's been, been pretty good. Uh, KFBK is the uh, conservative talk radio station. I'm an I know, I know you are. Thank you. <laughs> but um, the, he brought up a point, which is, you know, Disney covers all their sewer and power and all that stuff they own all that stuff in the magic kingdom and now this is the downside to all this and i'm sure desantis has probably thought this through but he said now the government's gonna have to step in and do all that stuff they're gonna have to provide all those services which is going to cost more money just yes, saying that's the downside jobs, of this. create more jobs there you go. And I mean, it just brings in more revenue for uh, Florida because you're creating more jobs and bringing more people in there to spend that money that they're making from from cleaning up Mickey Mouse fan poop. I mean, come on now. Well, you know, one of the other things that's not going to bode well for Disney in any of this is they do not like to have emergency personnel on the grounds there because it ruins the image of the Magic Kingdom. And uh, since they had autonomy there, they could have their own emergency wait a personnel. second so you mean a dude named barry dressed up as dagon uh princess leia doesn't ruin the uh the the, the vibe of magic kingdom <laughs> is that what we're talking about well you know not if he shaves his mustache uh, right yeah <laughs> right but what, you know dave i i think disney will still control their uh their area and 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 do their cleanup and all that and may charge the government or come to some agreement oh, i'm sure they're going to come to an agreement yeah but i i think what's going to happen and I'm, I'm just forecasting this is uh disney's gonna go we're sorry I they will apologize yeah i don't know that they're gonna apologize but they're gonna back down for sure yeah they'll pull yeah. back on the um on princess jasmine's wiener i guarantee it be, <laughs> okay princess jasmine you can no longer be uh steven oh. You are now like you're like now literally a Julie. So you know, Aaron, I'm uh, beginning to regret bringing Patrick. In Aaron's going to be like Aaron already <laughs> said in his head. I know what part I'm editing out, but here oh, we are. Oh man, here we are. Here uh, we, we are. don't edit, uh, you know. Yeah, you but, know, um, just really realized how bad that statement of pulling back sounded after. <laughs> so yeah, I did not you know, mean oh, man. Patrick. When I auditioned for Patrick Shipley, he gave me a, a great piece of advice, which was, uh, I think you have a uh, promising career as a solo artist. And so uh, with that in mind, I would say, uh, maybe there's some stuff you should say for off the, on the offensive. You know, I, I, I rarely get embarrassed, but I am slightly embarrassed now. I'm no, I'm, oh, I'm playing with you. I'm playing. I, I, I understand that, but still, I mean, uh, pulling back on the princess jet, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gold. I'm it's sorry. there for posterity, man. It's, it's yeah. gonna stay. It's just yeah. the way it is. You know. Yeah, you better keep that in there, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, the, the grace of Jesus. The grace of Jesus. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lastly. Oh man. I, uh, I play softball on Tuesday nights. Hey, hey, you know, I just thought of something, though. I just thought of something. Hang on, hang on. I just thought of something. I want to touch back for a minute. I can tie everything together here. Okay. Jill should take Joe 
to the Magic Kingdom for a weekend because there's plenty of characters and costume that can help him. Yeah, that's oh. true. That's true. Yes, good thought, Dave. It's good thought, Dave. All right. You're supposed to I wait, Joe. You're supposed Tuesday, to wait. On Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I could say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty athletic for a 52-year-old. And so my, my son records the game. And so uh, I'm going to show you a clip of a play that I made the other day. And then we're going to talk about it. So we're going to play the clip right now. And then we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about my athleticism or non-athleticism. <laughs> the lack thereof. <laughs> All right. Roll the clip. What do you guys think? Go ahead, pretty Dave. good for a 50-year-old. It looks like you face planted, man. <laughs> well, I did collect a lot of dirt. Dude, and, uh, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I I, I am surprised uh, at your at uh, how quick you are, Aaron. I mean, if I, if I if I pictured shoeless Joe Jackson Jackson as a pitcher and trying to run, that's what I would have seen. Oh man. Yeah. Let me clue you into some uh, behind the scenes stuff here, Patrick. Okay. Um, see, let me tell you how that video really comes to be. <laughs> Aaron's beautiful wife, Dawn, says, how was softball tonight? He goes, oh, it was great. She, and she goes, hey, I noticed that when you come home, you're never dirty or anything. You're not sweaty. You're not dirty. You know, <laughs> so he had to, he had to do that. Put it on the show so he can prove to the world that yes, he actually played. Aaron, well, I applaud you for it. Because that, yeah, now, that, that was pretty good, man. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a photo. Uh, actually, actually, Dave, my wife was there, and, and, and she goes, "Are you okay?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> you know, I'm fine. You lives away. One of the kids' name is Mike, who's on the team. And David goes, hey, I was behind Mike. He's going to throw me the ball. And I'm like, Mike is 6'3", 360 pounds. And I go, I couldn't see you behind Mike. <laughs> and, yeah, Mike, so, Mike's a pretty big boy, man. But to finish this off, I caught a dive. The umpire goes, man, that was funny. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I don't. He goes, that was no dive. That was a belly flop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. But you see, the thing about it is, though, is that you went for it. It was like, no oh, yeah. for it, all costs. This guy is getting out on my watch. So <laughs> you tried to know, right? for it, man. The yes, I, I did. Yeah, I meant to get him in his back, and I got his leg, and he tripped and fell down. Dude, I you, got, you got one of his spikes on his cleat. Don't say you got the back of his leg. <laughs> I mean, you know that. You know what's funny about that is that's what Alec Baldwin said after the gun went off. Oh, oh, oh. wow! My Jasmine joke was bad, but here. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the last episode. Aaron, let your hate flow through you. You can send me all the hate email. Aaron, you yeah. keep saying that about every episode you have me on. This is the last. That's episode. true. That's true. We keep going. <laughs> 
still breathing. Yeah. That, that's because hardly nobody's watching. And hey. then you decide that you think it's a good idea to bring me on as a staple. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with your all's thinking. Uh, well, oh, hey, man. that was my idea. Yeah. I'm beginning to regret that idea. Yeah. He's like, I just want to be canceled this month. Let's kill it. Pulling <laughs> in this course. Aaron, here's what's going on. Uh, Streety and uh, Rivers there, you know, are hanging out one night. And uh, Rivers go, hey, listen, there's those guys out in California. And Street goes, you know what? You should get them canceled. <laughs> that really sounded like that was going to be a Fifty Shades of Grey story, Dave. And I'm so glad. <laughs> and that just got weird quick. Oh, man. And Rivers were hanging out one night. There's these guys in California. Huh? Huh? You know what? Oh, man. Oh, this has gone on too long. This is Rock Salt Radio, and that was Triple Nickels. And I hope you had as much fun as we did doing uh, Triple Nickels. So uh, we'll be right back. Paid and you have fun. Newscast experience. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Joseph Rojas from the band Seventh Day Slumber, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast. And I'm hanging out with Dave and Aaron on a mission from God. Keep it locked. It's the Rock Salt Newscast experience, and um, we're going to wrap it up here, but I got a couple of more things I got to throw in there. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I try not to make it a whole political news show. That's not what we do, but man, there was so much going on this week. Uh, that's funny. It's just funny stuff in the news. It's like, oh, uh, Trump's out of the picture. We don't have much going on. What what can we find? But um First, let's talk about about what Elon Musk is doing right now, because, oh, man, what a great movie this is going to make. And I'm not talking Monday night uh, TV movie. I'm talking about going to the movie theater and watching this thing. You thought the Bobbits were a good story. This is amazing. This is an awesome story. What would be the name of the movie? Twitter Takeover? I'm the man? No, no, no. I got the title. I got the title. One word. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Musk. It oh, sounds man. like a cologne ad. Exactly. That's the idea. Well played, <laughs> Dave. Well played. Um, so not even getting political about it. Uh, I mean, because we know what accessible Twitter and all the social media apps are. Um so I'm not going to get political about it. I just want to talk about the business side of it because um, as I was saying with my barber today, man, it looks like he's just messing with people just to mess with people. And he goes, yeah, Musk has really turned into a Tony Stark, hasn't he? That he has. Yeah, that's that what I love seeing. And he made that offer. He bought up the stock. He made that offer. He owned nine or 10% of the company. And um and then he says, okay, I'm going to, you know, offer to buy the company uh, and give you a few billion dollars more than it's really worth, um, you know, and they turned it down. Well, the board has a duty to their shareholders to, you know, at least investigate these offers. Yeah. And they didn't do that. Instead, they went the poison pill route and uh, they diluted must shares. So what does he do? He just turns around and he says he gets his financial backers and he says, okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to do the tender offer. And he's going, essentially, he's going to go around to all the shareholders and offer to buy the shares. 
Yep. You know what strikes me as funny about that whole statement you said there is that you actually paid that barber to cut your hair. Oh, come on, man. Oh, man. Oh, whatever. I can't. I mean, hey, we can't all have the uh, great locks that Patrick. Flowing locks. The yeah, flowing locks. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, man. Every time you show up on the Zoom call, I'm envious of your hair. <laughs> Stop going to that butcher and start growing it out, Dave. No, yeah. no, no. Because, see, if I grow this out, it just frizzes. And it's like it becomes this horrible, horrible um, Celtic white man fro. We'll call you Silvermane moving forward, and it'll be a whole new thing, and and we'll make it work. Uh, You know, it doesn't work, but it's okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Just just a suggestion. Back to Elon Musk. Back to Elon. Look, um, Elon's going to end up with this company because he's got his sights on it. He wants it. And what do you tell the richest man in the world? No. They try. He's yeah. going to get what he wants anyway. Yeah. Hey, if I was the richest man in the world, I promise you I will get everything I want. Yep. Or if I don't get it, it will be destroyed in the wake. Sure yeah. enough. Yep. Yeah. And that's what that's what he'll do. Uh, you know, Elon Musk isn't just the owner of Tesla. He, he, he uh, built up PayPal, sold it, bought tes- Tesla, built that up. You know, now he's... Uh, Elon, now he's doing what? So Elon Musk is the owner of money. I, I'm pretty sure he prints it. He is the Federal Reserve. So <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with Elon Musk being the Federal Reserve. I'd get a better too. shake. Me too. Yeah. I think we can get a better shake out. Well, of it. And I don't there's think there's something that, else he won't hold buy. On, hold on, hold okay. on. I'm not done. Uh, I don't think that this is a, um, uh, a Republican or Democrat issue. Because he doesn't side up with either one of those sides. I think he just sees a place where people are getting censored. And just as he said, you are the de facto town square. You can't censor people. And so he's going to take it private. So you can't censor people. Yep. All right. Next thing I I, wanted to. No, no. Something else he won't buy is CNN Plus. Yeah. That's for sure. (laughs) He's not going to be buying that anytime soon. Hey, you know, the. uh, I got 50 bucks in my savings account and I won't touch <laughs> CNN Plus. Aaron, didn't you, oh, didn't you make a statement off air that, that, that Rock Salt has more viewers than CNN? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, my true. God. true. That it's is true. true. That's yeah. a fact. You can yeah. call CNN and they'll tell you that's a fact. <laughs> um, who, who, is that, who is that guy that um, Wallace, Chris Wallace, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Yo. He bailed on he Fox goes, to go to CNN Plus to get, to get canceled. That is, that is, that is amazing. I I'll, rev- I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, else, what also is amazing is Brian Stelter getting on his show and actually making this statement, which is, I think it's too soon to tell if CNN Plus was a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, buddy. They pulled the plug. That usually means you're out of a job. That's like the band on the Titanic as it's sinking. I think it's too soon to tell if we're sinking. Come on. We're good. Keep playing, boys. It's going to ride itself. Yeah, this will fix itself. Uh, What are you waiting for? Uh, The year-over-year numbers? I mean... Uh, was it six yeah. weeks? Six weeks yeah. that it's been launched? Oh, something like it. No, it didn't even make it 30 days, dude. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, the month. It, yeah, if you're if you're gonna look at the year over year numbers, then CNN was, plus was a huge success. If you're looking at the numbers for next year, yeah, and just think all the talent that signed on, all of them had like guaranteed contracts. Well, so Chris Wallace got, is getting paid. Yeah, they got to pay well, them out. They're all getting paid, but at the same time, that CNN Titanic. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing that I found interesting is I read this. Excuse me, I read this article about CNN Plus going out, and um, the the author of the article, I said, you know, the Chris Wallaces and Brian Stelters, they'll be fine. There, there's they ain't worried about this. But there are a lot of people behind the scenes, 350 of them to be exact, that are losing their jobs. I don't like to see anybody lose their job. I don't know if these people uh, uh, believe the same as CNN. I imagine some I imagine some 25-year-olds that are just trying to get into the business and they got a job. Okay, whatever it is. What I, but what I find, I hang on, let me finish my rant for a second. Um, oh, yeah, roll your eyes. What I found that ironic about I didn't roll my eyes. Huh? Yeah, Rivers. Oh, okay. Um, what I find ironic about all of this is that um, they are all worried, complaining, and crying that they're losing their job and they weren't even on the job for 30 days, um, while CNN is literally reporting that Biden has the lowest unemployment numbers in history and jobs are everywhere and the economy is the best it's ever been. <laughs> so what are you crying about? I'm sorry, my heart does not go out for those 300 and however many um, people are losing jobs because they knew what they were signing. They knew they were, the network they were signing on to. And, and whether they're brainwashed by the left, right, indifferent, half the crap that that network spews out, you can just do a quick Google search and find the complete opposing truth to the story. With, so, or, with or facts you, to back it up. <laughs> right. And so these these 300 some odd people who are losing their jobs, boo-hoo, you take off your brown shirt, Nazi communist crap, go find a real job for a real network, or, or go start flipping burgers, whatever it is you got to do. But my heart does not go out for you for supporting um, um, communist BS. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I was just saying that it was some, you know, I, I'm sure in this 350, there are some young people that this is their first media job. And they just learned uh, one of the biggest things in media, which is um, you're there one day and you could be gone the next. Well, for those 25, 30 year olds, it sucks for you for being stupid. Not doing your research. <laughs> I got school loans to pay. Well, uh, yeah, apparently Biden's trying yeah, to outdo those things. They can go, so go to work for MSNBC Plus. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they can go to work. Coming to an uh, uh, internet, to, you know, soon. Here's a here's how the service near you. Here's, uh, how yeah. CNN, here's how the CNN Plus board meeting goes, okay? Hey, um, we have viewership on CNN uh, uh, of under 1 million, which you know is like the death rattle for us. But um, what do you think we can do to bring more people to watch CNN? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how about a pay network? I mean, they're not watching it for free. Maybe they'll pay for it. How much was yeah. it on that streaming service? Do you know how much was the app? I think it was like $10 a month. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's it was twenty dollars too much, right? 
<laughs> just flat 10 bucks a month to listen to trash. But people I, I think free. I think it's the same price as Fox Nation, which is about eight to ten dollars a month, depending you know, if you sign up for a year. I, month. I saw I, I'm not signed up for Fox Nation either, but um I saw a comment today on Facebook and they made uh, kind of a decent point, which was well, who's paying for news anyways? Uh, at least Fox has cops on theirs. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Tucker Carlson fan. Um, he has these originals on there. Um, and, and investigative journalism. Imagine that they got investigative journalism on a news network. Um, but he does a good job that. And then the Blaze with Glenn Beck and a bunch of other programs, they have actually, I, I, I you know, over a hundred thousand subscribers on their, uh, on, on the blaze TV network. I don't watch any of it. I get, I get my information where I, where I know it's true. The internet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where I go. Facebook is the first place I go for news. I, I oh. actually, actually I go to, I, I spend a lot of time on Tinder. That's where they really tell me the truth. So, like swipe left, swipe right. You, you see a bunch of political candidates, and they're like, "Oh, this guy looks like he's a." He's oh, a, yeah. this could you imagine? Like, could you just imagine if voting was that way? That would be right. fantastic. Right, swipe Hillary? left, swipe right. no. <laughs> Biden, no. <laughs> oh man! I, but I, I am all for Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, I am a big Tulsi Gabbard fan. Get her. You know, you, don't you want to marry her, or is that the other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make her a sister wife. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh man, around for that one. I just I already got. Oh, hey, I already got the permission from. Uh, I already got the permission from my wife. She's okay. Okay, I see. Good, good, good. Good, Chelsea Gabbard. Chelsea Gabbard. I'm in love. I'm oh. just playing. These are I all jokes. Fire I know you are. Fires for liars. Anything else we want to want to share before this ends? It's, it's share time, Patrick. Is there anything you'd like to share? <sighs> what I want to uh, share would really get you canceled. So we're just going to keep that in the closet for now. All right. No, no COVID labels on the show this week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, how bad uh, I want to dig in. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Don't get me started. We're going to have to talk about this. This lawsuit uh not lawsuit the the supreme court overturned the mask mandate and and liberals going out of their minds well let me just drop you with this nugget the same people that were um preventing you from seeing that yeah, that guest lane maxwell trial are the yeah. same people who just got through airing the johnny depp trial so let that sink in chew on that and um and so the same networks and everybody who's hiding the big list of all your politicians and your heroes and your musicians and your actors who, who have been banging kids and, and, and doing horrible things. It's the same network that just showed you the uh, Johnny Depp soap opera. So yeah. enjoy that. Well, uh, that said, I will, I will uh, label that because uh, federal court trials cannot be aired. They can't right. be reported. But I understand that, but but at that. the same time, but they the could have reported everything that was in there. Thank you. Yep. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. That's and, what I was no, and nobody cared about Ghislaine Maxwell anymore. 
oh, we got her. That's done and over with. Oh, well, Disney can um, indoctrinate kids. How about that? Oh, yeah. But, you know, all of a sudden, and here I am uh, on my rant, all of a sudden, uh, the same people that wanted um, no more corporate tax breaks are upset that Disney is not getting a corporate tax break. Right. I'm going to, you know what, after this episode, I'm getting Team Jasmine shirts made up. It's happening. (laughs) Team Jasmine. (laughs) Team Jasmine. And you could buy one on tour, you know, when when, uh, Three Days Under is on tour with, uh, Bread for War and Faithhead, right? Whoop, whoop. Yep. Starts May 14th. When does that start? May what? May 14th in Newark, Ohio is where we kick it off at. So So you're going to be in Ohio, Indiana, where else? Going to be in Ohio, Michigan, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. All right. If you live there and you're you're listening to this program or you're watching this program, head to one of those shows. I guarantee you, you know, a, a no money back guarantee that uh, you're going to have a lot of fun at one of those shows. I, hey, listen, I'm going to throw this on the table. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't want to comment. I don't want a message. If you show up dressed like Princess Jasmine, I'm going to give you a free bundle of merch to any of our. <laughs> if you show up to any one of those shows on a tour date dressed as Princess Jasmine, you are getting a free CD, T-shirt, signed picture, um, lanyard. Uh, what else do we got? I'm not giving you uh, a hat because hats are expensive, super expensive. Uh, um, another crap. Girl or guy? Girl or guy. If you show up like a guy, don't don't be surprised if you get ridiculed. But, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, Aaron, get that onto the socials, man, so everybody knows. Because <laughs> I, yes. I would but love to have, hear the one person show They have to refer to this episode of the Rock Salt Musecast. They have to have watched okay. this. And the numbers have to have been reflected in, in this um, before they get that merch. There you go. Well, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed the interview with uh, Dan Streeting. I hope you enjoyed Triple Nichols. And I hope you really enjoyed Dave's rant with Patrick's influence. You know, and I, uh, and Patrick, I hope you enjoyed Dan Rivers. I mean, Patrick Rivers, I'm sorry. Patrick Rivers joined the show. That's twice, man. Team Jasmine. I know. You know, uh, you know, pretty soon you'll start calling me Biden if I keep doing it. Yeah, you keep uh, wearing that jer- that shirt. I definitely will. Oh, that is so good. So. And Rivers. Again, Sounds like an anchor man. Thanks for sound like an anchor man. Hello, yeah. I'm Dan Rivers. Thanks for doing the show. I mean, listening to the show. Thank you, everybody. And what do we say, Dave? Happy trails. Bye, everyone. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. Taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. No. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to.
to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend. 